0: Hello, everyone. My name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from NEO, and here I am recording another episode of the Graphistania podcast with someone who's joining me all the way uh, from the Boston area in Waltham, Massachusetts, where I used to uh, have my stomping grounds as well. Uh, this is Brock Tybert joining us. Hi, Brock. Hi, hey Rick. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for joining us, making the time. It's really cool. Uh, hey, Brock, uh, you know how we try to structure these uh, podcasts a little bit, right? So why don't you try and uh, introduce yourself a little bit so that people can know what you do and how you relate to the wonderful world of graphs.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's it's great to be on this, this podcast. Um, currently, I'm employed in the higher education space here in the United States. I work at Bentley University as the executive director. Director of Enrollment Systems and Analytics. I know that's a really long title, but basically my job um, is re- I'm responsible for um, the division that works with admissions and financial aid. Um, we work on the recruitment of students, the marketing, making sure that we land our class You know, from the strategic goals that we have as a university, but also making sure that we stay on budget. Um, I've worked in higher ed for about 11 years. But I'm really excited about how I can apply graphs. I'm seeing a lot of um, different applications as I work through that in my job and how I can apply them to various problems that I have here at my job, and as well as in the higher ed
0: space. Oh wow, okay. So ben, ben, the University—that's a private university, I suppose, right? Uh, that's it's, a, it is. It's a yeah. private uh, business-specific school, which
1: you know, working at a school that has a singular focus or a, a niche, if you will, it
0: yep.
1: um, presents some interesting challenges. But I think that's where you know when you think about graphs and how people are interested in certain things and the relationships, and um, it really kind of lends itself to that. So it's kind of an interesting, interesting use case.
0: Yeah, that very cool. So, so how did you get into the wonderful world of graphs? You know, how how, how what's your relationship to uh, to Neo4j? How did how did it all start?
1: Sure. So a long time ago, when that net when the Netflix pr- the Netflix Prize, excuse me, came out, and I know it was solved. You know, I think using matrix factorization and things like that. Um, I started to really get into recommendations and thinking about how recommendation engines can solve a lot of problems or at least try to help with some of the problems that I face in my job, whether it's recruiting students or trying to think about marketing content that's relevant. Um, I started to kind of really think through how um, you could shape you know, recommendation engines in that in that way. And I actually came across the blog posts not too long after that, that contest where someone worked through how to do that with a Yelp data set in Neo4j, and just basically from that post on I've been hooked, you know, Neo is accessible, you know, you've talked a lot about on this podcast and on, you know, various other blogs, that that graph way of thinking, and it just totally helped my learning curve really kind of relate to graphs and how, how things are related and how you can, you know, leverage that to help solve problems.
0: So, so that that's really cool, you know, and, and then it sort of uh, introduces my my second topic a little bit, you know. Wh- why is it so useful for uh, for your daily business challenges? You know, how how does it help?
1: Sure, I mean, right now I think you know higher ed and you know the marketing and trying to land your class and enrollments and all that. It's it's getting really complex. Um, you know, a lot of schools are now employing things that have gone on in other marketing. Um, in other industries for years. So we're kind of, in a way, higher ed's kind of catching up and in doing so we're generating lots and lots of data. So as we start to really start to leverage CRMs, something that you know higher education is I think st- only starting to really do, um, we're generating, like I said, lots of information and we can learn a lot about our prospective students or even our current students for that matter. Um, whether it's things that they're interested in, if you use you know email engagement as a proxy for interest, or things that they might view on the website, things that they tell you via surveys, um, visiting campus, things you learn from them then, you can start to really kind of get out and and pull out that interest graph, right, that those things that this student is interested in this major, this student um, has clicked on content related to um, financial aid or um, various um, groups on campus. You can start to really tease out that, that interest and start to say, okay, well, how can I separate you know my school Bentley from another school well you want to provide relevant content right so that's kind of what I'm working on a little bit I'm trying to leverage Neo4j and that 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 interest graph to say okay well what can we do to really market differently and stand out from the crowd
0: wow that's super cool it's 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 really almost going towards those sophisticated uh, recommendation engines that we that people use in retail and stuff like that right it's, it's similar to that
1: yeah. I mean, that's the idea. I mean, it's, I might not be recommending a movie, but I might be thinking about, okay, well in our content, what should we be putting in a newsletter? Should we be putting things about study abroad? Cause this student would be more likely to want to travel overseas during their time here, or maybe sports. They're more interested in athletics. I mean, the idea is you want to provide relevant content. And to me, graphs and recommendation engines are a, a really, um, really easy way and accessible way to do that.
0: So, so are you using any of the you know, know, I would say, standard recommendation uh, uh, techniques there, like collaborative filtering or any any of those types of things?
1: So, right now, what I'm trying to do is we I finally had about a good year, year and a half of that data collection where I can actually start to think through how I would solve this for a problem moving forward. And what I'm thinking about doing is looking at um, similar click behaviors. So. We record a lot of information like someone visits our campus or they requested information on the web, but by leveraging our CRM system and all that data that we have in terms of email engagement and what are they engaging and clicking on, I want to start to look at, well, find similar groups of students, right? Um, What are they interested in? Then start to think about the marketing content for future um, prospective pools and recommend, to your point, um, you know, are you interested in study abroad and kind of do it through collaborative filtering but also you know graph clustering and things like that
0: yeah yeah yeah. well that all sounds very much like uh, the enrollment nerdery that you promote on your blog right (laughs) yes i'm
1: totally obsessed with higher ed
0: it's it's really cool i mean and and, uh, on your blog you all you also had some great articles i only read a couple of them but you know like on prototyping and you know linking it back to r and and those types of things Uh, really cool stuff
1: Really uh, thank right. you. Nicole's package has been great. The R Neo4J package, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's totally phenomenal, and it makes um Neo4J via R something that is my my language of choice really, really easy. Super,
0: cool. So um, maybe one more question, Brooke. You know, where where do you think is going? You know, what does the future hold for for you and uh, and your use of Neo4J at Bentley, but also you know, in general and the industry? Well, how do you think about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think like I, I kind of talked a little bit earlier, um, you know, moving forward, I think graphs have a natural place in this higher ed recruitment space, this this enrollment management. Um, I think it will make things easier for us as we start to collect all of this information about students and families and this student is related to this person or this student um, is alumni from this school or this student's interested in that school, but also you know, majors and interests, like I kind of said. And I think graphs really will help us uh, institutions and, and higher ed in general with a lot of the problems we solve, whether, you know, on the recruitment side of things, it's what students are interested in our school or even, you know, further down that enrollment path once they're actually enrolled at a school, what courses should they be taking, what courses um, will they, you know, maybe will have trouble with so you can, you can intervene to make sure that you retain the students, which is a, a huge problem right now in higher ed. So I think there's a lot of natural use cases for graphs in higher ed in general, and I'm excited to see how that, that plays out. And I'm just trying to work through a lot of the, the problems that I have and just try to promote that as much as I can to help people that are in my shoes at other institutions think that way.
0: Super nice. Uh, It's really cool that you do that. I I really appreciate it. Well, Brock, you know, I think um, we, you know, we tried to keep these, uh, these podcasts nice and snappy and uh, digestible. So I think I'll, I'll wrap up here, but you know, I want to thank you again for, uh, for coming online and doing this, this uh, episode with me and I wish you tons of luck and and success with uh, all your uh, wonderful experiments and business apps. Oh, thanks Rick. I really appreciate it. Thanks man. Bye-bye.